Welcome to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. My name is Carla Cherry. I am your host. We are talking with spiritual seekers about cosmic theories, their personal path and expertise. Our mission is to help people expand their consciousness and their awareness and provide tools to help them find their personal power. Do you want some personal power? I'm tired of watching superhero movies. Don't you want to have a little bit of that for yourself? It is ascension times, people. We'll be talking ETs, multidimensional beings, Parallel universes, we cover it all. It's all in the bag. Why am I doing this? I don't know. Sometimes it's the red pill. Sometimes it's the blue pill. Sometimes you just slip and fall down the rabbit hole and you get a timeshare there. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate all the love on social media. Super excited to share this interview with you today. He is a light channeler. She's a light language channeler. I've always been fascinated with the idea of just sort of turning your your body over and letting the message come through from other dimensions. She has, she channels like a whole group. So fascinating stuff. Can't wait to share it with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just leave with that strap in. We're going for a ride. E is on an epic journey of spiritual expansion here to assist others in their greater awakening. She channels multidimensional beings, which among them are the Pleiadians, the Guardians, and Chiron. Her channeling first came through art as symbols and later developed into light language using her voice and hands. E and her team of multidimensional guides provide healing, fifth dimensional DNA light body activation through the language of light, consultancy workshops, and private channeling sessions. Welcome E to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. Thank you, my sister. Thank you for inviting me on. Yes, I'm so glad that you're here. Okay, so first I just want to say we met at Contact in the Desert a few years ago, and I just remember just upon meeting you, I said, So, what are you up to? And you responded with, I'm helping put together the UFOlogy World Congress. And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, you're just like this young, to me, you seem young. So I was like, I I mean, which doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. I get it. But I was like, World Congress, what is that? So we have to talk about that. And and then also Uh move beyond that, because I know you've done so much more after that. So, but let's start with where'd you grow up? Where did I grow up? Yes. Okay. So (laughs) I grew up in England, in Kent, which is Southeast England, the county just below London. Yeah, so I spent the first 21 years of my life there, pretty much. And then how did you get to Spain, or what brought you to Spain? Barcelona, right? Yeah, I'm in Barcelona now. <laughs> Sorry, it's like thunder and lightning outside. <laughs> <laughs> so the room might flash up a minute. Uh, so I came to Barcelona after I finished university. I participated in an ayahuasca ceremony that, like, once I finished uni, I was kind of led on this journey of synchronicity after synchronicity in England over a period of about three or four months and that led to this ayahuasca ceremony and ayahuasca basically came through and said you need to travel and teach and Barcelona was the place she sent me to first yeah where did you do the ayahuasca you were in England when you did that yeah because I I talked to a woman who did it in Peru and like the jungles of Peru and it was very dramatic Mm. like going through the rivers like what was the setting like for you? Was it just among friends or was it like a sacred ceremony or? Yeah, it was a ceremony. It was really beautiful. I was, I think it was about 12 or 13 of us. So the number was good, but it was in the countryside. I think it was in Sussex or Surrey. 
it was quite close to where I'm from. But yeah, it was really beautiful. How do you feel like that works? Like the plant reveals to you what you're supposed to be doing or the or your higher power works through the plant or how did it work? Yeah, I think it depends, but she's a spirit and she's very, very wise. And because it's multidimensional consciousness, she knows you. She's able to tune into you and show you whatever you need to see. And I don't think any two people have the same experience. For everybody, it's different. Wakes oh you God. up. Like it changed my life big time. Oh, wow. So when you say she's a spirit, you're, you're talking about the plant. Yeah. She's like a teacher. Okay. So we are definitely getting um, noise interference, which all my people with like channelers and light people, this happens every time. <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh my God, the editing. Here it comes. Wow. Do you hear that? It's, yeah. That's like a crazy thunderstorm outside. <laughs> that's actual thunder? uh-huh oh my god yeah enlightening so wow okay crazy wow. energy <laughs> <laughs> i love rain and there's a hurricane that's about to hit my hometown in north carolina so oh really yeah wow this is an interesting energy time okay so <laughs> i always ask everybody did you have an experience that stood out for you as a child that kind of indicated that you were a little bit different or did it was it all laying dormant until this ayahuasca well there, there were a few actually when i was growing up the first one, I remember profoundly because for me it was so real, but nobody believed me. It's when I was lying in my bed at night, I woke up and there were these fairies just like dancing above me. Fairies? And I was, yeah, yeah. And I woke my dad up <laughs> and he was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but nobody believed me. I had like one friend who believed me, but nobody else did. And what did they look like? They were really beautiful, like... It's big. I think there was three of them wow. moving around in a circle. So half a foot, um, half a foot tall. So like not yeah, even well, yeah. not even that, like 10 centimeters maybe. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you were how old were you? I think it was about four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everybody said it was my imagination and that's kind of what I believed. Until yeah. I went for an awakening and I began having similar experiences again. Yeah. Wait, so you had similar experiences after your awakening? And do you feel, feel like it was your Kundalini awakening? Yeah. So... I went through a Kundalini awakening. Like I saw the Kundalini rising through my chakras. You did? And yeah, I, I didn't know what it was until like two years later. So I was in a very destructive path and I kind of needed that to wake me up. It was, cause I have many, many signs. I could feel this multidimensional guidance coming through, but I didn't want to face it. I didn't know how. So I just continued along this path of self-destruction until I reached a point where I was like rock bottom. And then my Kundalini started awakening and I started having all these physical symptoms where like I would go to bed at night and my whole body would vibrate and I would have the most painful headaches. And then this kind of led up for about two months to my Kundalini rising where one night I saw like my whole body was like vibrating more than it had done any other nights beforehand. Oh my gosh. I was like in sleep paralysis, so I couldn't move. And then the Kundalini just like erupted through its chakra into my third eye. And I didn't know what it was because I didn't, didn't have a spiritual background or spiritual parents or anything. But like what I did know is it was spiritual. And it kind of opened the door to a whole other realm. So you could yeah. see it. You could feel it coming through. Like you could literally feel it and yeah. going through your chakras. That's incredible. Yeah. So what did you have for breakfast after that? Where you're just like, I have a, I, I joke with a friend. <laughs> he had the same experience in a yoga class. I mean, he literally uh -huh. had it in a yoga class. And then, and then I was like, well, what did you say to people? Like, 
polish my throne and get my slippers ready. You know, like we just joke about it, but Uh what do you do immediately after your Kundalini awakens? Like just carry on. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, it happened at night. So I passed out because it was like in the space between asleep and awake. Mm. So like sleep paralysis and like when it exploded into my eye, like that's the last thing I remembered until like the next morning when I woke up and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody for about three years. Wow, really? <laughs> I thought people would think that was crazy, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was for two years myself. So. <laughs> and then how did you figure it out? Were you just talking to somebody and they were like, oh yeah, that's what that was? Yeah, so I was at a conference and there was this Kundalini master on stage and he was talking about the Kundalini and I was like, ah, oh, that's what happened to me. <laughs> well, for people who don't know what it is, how would you explain it? So the Kundalini is like an energy system that we all have within us and it lies dormant at the base of our spine and it's like a snake you've got like two snakes one is the feminine one is the masculine like the feminine is the left side of the body it's the right side of the brain masculine is the right side of the body to the left side of the brain and it basically rises up through each chakra when it awakens and moves into the third eye and around your body in a torus field but it opens up for so many people new perceptions and ability to communicate with the other realms. Mm, that's so cool. Okay, so I want to ask you, that's so beautiful. What, what is the UFOlogy World Congress? How do you describe that? So this was an adventure, a like, life-changing experience. And this actually came about after Ayahuasca guided me to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So I met my soulmate, one of my soulmates. And about two months later into our relationship, he said to me, do you want to organize the ufology congress and i was like yeah let's call it the ufology world congress and it just kind of went from there oh my gosh i didn't know what i was getting into i can't i'm still like trying to integrate it all still processing it all because it was life-changing in so many ways like you meet so many people like the experiences that all connected to it yeah well okay so i'll just say for people who don't know what it is from the website, it says, the UFOlogy World Congress unites internationally renowned UFOlogists, researchers, whistleblowers, teachers, and speakers from around the world in both English and Spanish, presenting mm-hmm. groundbreaking information in the field of UFO- UFOlogy. Again, yeah. So, so it's a project for disclosure, bringing together multiple nations to speak about ufology and consciousness. So it's a really you- beautiful project. Yeah. Is, and it's still going on and people can still go, right? It's, it's annually? I don't know when the next one's going to be, but yeah, potentially. I so think it'd be good for there to be a third one. Yeah. Okay, so there's been two. Okay, so yeah. how did you, because it's all about UFOs, ETs, how did you get into that? Well, I've always had an interest in ETs, but I think it was like one of those things after leaving university, these synchronicities opened up for me and I was kind of learning this journey where it was just like secret space programs, extraterrestrials, like all of this ufology stuff. And I began having memories before I incarnated into the planet of me like making a promise to assist extraterrestrial disclosure, being like one of the first things I could do here when I wake up. So yeah, big soul contract there. (laughs) Like so many levels, like so deep. And so who were some of the people that stood out when you, because I know you spoke too, so I want to hear about what Mm. you spoke about, but also who were some of the people that really stood out to you that were life-changing, game-changers for Mm -hmm. you? 
it changed from year to year. So I guess the first year was like Secret Space Program. Uh, so like people like Corey Good and Laura Eisenhower. Really? Yeah. So they are whistleblowers for the Secret Space Program, which is so deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know about the program. I do. I do. I mean, we don't have to get into that here because we're, we're talking yeah. about other stuff. But I just wanted to throw out some names for people who haven't heard about uh-huh. it. So. Corey Good or Eisenhower. Was it just opening it up for you, all of this stuff? Like, were you just learning about it as the Congress was happening? Yeah, yeah. So for me, like, when it was first presented to me, I'm kind of like, okay, really? Like, there's bases on Mars, really? Mm -hmm. But then it was just, like, synchronicity after synchronicity after synchronicity. And then, like, even after this Congress has happened, I'm still kind of – I mean, I was in Glastonbury sitting and thinking about it, like, okay, are there actually – these spaces in space and I'm literally sitting at a table having coffee and this lady comes down and sits next to me and she starts talking about the space program and she's getting old in there and I'm just like oh my god this is confirmation like it is happening but so yeah we're talking about so like, sorry what were you gonna say well we were talking about underground space programs we're talking about activity that's you know on the moon on mars mm. you know that's kind of what brought me into all this is when i started reading about it and i started listening to people like Corey good and, St- and uh, dr greer um mm. it was just like wait a minute all of this is happening and it's being hidden it's just a mm. huge thing to hide that we have neighbors <laughs> you know? mm. and that we're visiting and we're being visited and um it was mind-blowing to me it was really mm. mind-blowing to me and then it's like okay well if this is hidden then what else is being hit you know it's just yeah. it opens up a whole world um uh-huh. why is this to you an exciting time to be alive wow <laughs> it's the ascension <laughs> it's the return of love consciousness mm. it's accelerated expansion infinite potential golden time really really beautiful time really really beautiful times so people talk about the golden age what does that mean the golden age to you you have the great year cycle which is 25,800 year cycle the area of this cycle that earth has just moved into the frequencies of consciousness are vibrating at a much higher rate Mm -hmm. the frequency of the atmosphere is love consciousness is joy is peace and Gaia, the spirit of this planet, is ascending with her physical body into this frequency. So that means like her physical vessel vibrating at the frequency of love. And this is the new planetary vibration. So it's golden because it is just so orgasmic. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Like our potential is, yeah, amazing. What do you think is possible when you say our potential? Well, last time we were building pyramids, we were building modern pyramids, like golden age civilizations are all balanced, are all abundant, are all prosperous, are peaceful, are harmonic. We are all healers. We can do things. We can all walk on water. Like it's also the return of Christ consciousness. Christ is the frequency given to this area of the solar system, this love consciousness. Everything like Jesus is said to have done, Mm -hmm. that is our natural vibration. Mm-hmm. in our coming future like the whole of humanity being able to do those sort of things those miracles so just for people who don't know when you say the last time we did this can you kind of give us a set the setting where are we what how many years ago was it are you talking about like lemuria like before the flood can you kind of give us an idea of when this last happened so the yeah the last golden age is lemuria 
-hmm. and then you had Atlantis after that and then Egypt also Egypt is the remains of the last golden age Mm. speaking to people who don't know I mean I read about this you you live in this you know but I'm just trying to translate it for people who are kind of like just finding out about it um Mm. so you think that because I talked to Freddie Silva, I had him on and he talked about the pyramids and he was saying that the technology of the pyramids, when you walk in, is built so that it connects with your body, you know, like things like that. So can you give me sort of examples of things that they could do in the golden age? Like you're mm-hmm. saying, you know, walk on water like Christ, but also just other examples. Yes. Yeah, so harnessing Earth's natural energy, so not relying on things like electricity being able to create free energy using the planetary grids and the ley lines. My understanding is how the pyramids worked was using these energy points where the ley lines cross. Mm-hmm. I think in connection with the stars also. Mm-hmm. So there's all that wisdom in how we can use technology to enhance our quality of life. Mm-hmm. But conscious technology, so not electrical. It's the technology of consciousness. So it's kind of like blending science, metaphys- metaphysics, and consciousness all together, right? Yeah. As one. It all unifies as one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because we have metaphysics now. We know that a particle can change back into a wave and back to a particle. We know it like on a very minute scale. It's so hard for people to believe that ETs even exist. And yeah. You know, I, I think that one of the reasons is because th- that it's hidden, or so I've heard from other people, is that the first question is, how did they get here? And then the second question is, is why don't we have that technology? What is that mm-hmm. technology that they're using? Um, mm-hmm. But they say in the future, our technology, like what you're saying, is science is going to blend with consciousness. And we're mm-hmm. going to be able to travel that way. And, and then also, too, the, the, what you're saying with free energy and the grids, it's fascinating that that's here and it's, it's fascinating that people like Nikola Tesla is not, he's not anywhere in our, mm. he was kind of playing and tapping into that, but we don't see him in our, in our books growing up. So yeah. it's interesting, right? So, yeah. So I want to hear. The Matrix. What's that? The Matrix. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of moving and going to fifth density, do you feel like you're already doing that? You personally? Yeah, it's the transition I'm here to assist. So the fifth dimension is the frequency of love consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it's a gradual process ascension into this dimension. So it's the gradual process of raising our frequency. What I do is my mission is to every day raise my vibration, but then to also facilitate other people in raising their vibration also and upgrading our DNA. We've got fifth dimensional consciousness encoded in our human being because it's where we came from. It's a matter of awakening what is within us into our physical vessel. So, so basically you're saying fifth dimension love consciousness is inside our DNA. Yeah. It's just dormant. Yeah. Well, like if you think about it, we came from the Pleiadians who are in the fifth dimension. And we've also got the Lemurians who were also fifth dimensional consciousness, as our ancient ancestors. This is where we come from. So we have that consciousness within our DNA and we can awaken this within us. I'm actually releasing a writing on it this week. Oh, really? To assist people in 
tuning into this wisdom within us and harnessing it and bringing it forth into our bodies because it is a process. Why is it dormant? Because our consciousness fell. We moved from fifth dimension into third dimension. Mm. Our physical vibration fell also. So do you feel like babies, when they're born, that they're tapping into it? How does that work? Because they always seem a little bit more joyful than Mm. the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so babies are very aligned. They've got, because they love it, we all love at our core. Mm -hmm. But babies are focused into that alignment. Mm -hmm. And children too. And this is the process of ascension, focusing back into alignment with the love at our core, into alignment with joy, into alignment with play. I mean, we get conditioned from quite a young age, from when we go to school really, but also maybe a bit beforehand with our parents, to focus away from our intuition, away from our play. But our alignment, our natural state of being is this frequency of joy, is this frequency of play, it's this frequency of love. And although like fifth dimensional consciousness is love, our physical vessel is to do with our physical vessel also aligning physically in the light body with this consciousness, the ability to move through dimensions. How do you do that? How do people do that? It's all a big experiment. (laughs) (laughs) My understanding is like, you just got to focus into feeling better and better, raising your vibration, expanding your consciousness through your spiritual connection Mm -hmm. and using the wisdom within our DNA someone in it for and we would begin to ascend mm-hmm. in that way it's a matter of raising our frequency but also moving into the now because fifth dimensional consciousness is all now time in the fifth dimension is non-linear so everything is in that point of now which is where meditation is such a powerful tool and a necessity in the ascension because it brings us into that point of now mindfulness meditation in particular where we're in the present moment where we're conscious of the now. Yeah. It's, did you catch that? <laughs> I did. I did. I, I mean, it, my brain just goes in 15 different ways because we, are, we, we, we do live a linear life because, I mean, you have to wake up. Some, most people go to a job. They've got to, you know, mm-hmm. they got to eat three meals or whenever they eat and go to bed at a certain time. The sun rises at the same time. You know, so things do happen, you know, in a linear fashion, mm-hmm. but then we're supposed to stay completely present within each moment mm-hmm. and not, yeah. think about past, not think about the future. You know, it's challenging. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, ideally, like, you don't want to be tied down to a job. You want to be creating from your inspired action. And I'm, I mean, like, your job, your service is so important. It's why you came. But having the freedom to move through each day through how you feel. So how do you, what type of advice would you give people there? Because I mean, it's fascinating to me to see uh-huh. people really embrace their gifts. You're teaching workshops and light language. And it's fascinating to me that, you know, you pay all your bills, everything, you, you know, you pay your rent or your, your house mortgage, whatever. Because most, we're trained. We're so trained, mm-hmm. you know, make a grades and then go to a good college and then get into a good job and stay there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in the transition personally where I'm trying to go from that to, pre, you know, using my gifts and talents to help other people and not be locked down into a nine to five environment because it's soul crushing, honestly, for me mm-hmm. personally. And um, mm-hmm. so what, what type of advice would you give people? To follow your joy. 
because ultimately your joy, follow your excitement, follow what makes you happy because this ultimately leads you into alignment with whatever reality you wish to create because the reality you wish to create feels good and if you're following your feelings, they guide you into alignment with that manifestation. And that can be a process of leaving a job, creating a new job, a new way to support yourself, but prioritizing how you feel. So what are some of the things you do during the day? Like what does your daily routine look like? So I wake up and I like to go for a run or a fast walk, depending on how I feel. But it's really important that I feel good. So if I don't feel like running, I would just be peaceful, maybe meditate. And then I'll do some yoga. Just so my body is in a good feeling place. Mm-hmm. But always having fun. Like sometimes I would just get on the yoga mat and do like one stretch because I don't feel like doing more. Sometimes I'll be on there for an hour. Mm-hmm. But it's just giving yourself that permission to enjoy. So important. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the day, whatever I have to do, I make sure I enjoy it. And if I'm not enjoying it, I will put it off and go do something else that is more fun and so I feel like doing that. Because when you're doing something and you're in that state of joy, what you're creating is that same vibration. And then suddenly life becomes joyful. Mm. If you make this your path each day of having fun, enjoying life, then this is the reality that surrounds you. Now, how do you do that when you're on hold with self-help or with customer service? Do you, do you guys have to deal with customer service in Spain? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, like sometimes. <laughs> I just, you just find a way to enjoy. Like I might be channeling light language, doing a bit of drawing. Just using your mind, getting creative with your mind. Mm. And I mean, you can put it on hold, maybe dance around to the music or whatever. Just keeping that vibration. Well, I do feel like whenever I tell a joke or make light of something, like the person on the other line is is always grateful because they're probably a lot more, they probably need it more than I do because they're talking to people all day. (laughs) Mm. Frustrated technology. Well, um, so with the channeling, it came, your channeling, it says on your bio that it came through art at first and symbols what were the symbols that you were drawing well i mean the channeling initially it came through me hearing Mm. so i was having communications for about three years before i began doing the light language oh really but yeah and it was actually following this ayahuasca ceremony that sent me to barcelona that i began channeling these symbols light language and i was doing this for about a year and a half and then it opened up to vocalizing the light language. How did, when you, when you're drawing these symbols, how did you figure out what they were? Well, I don't always know what they are. <laughs> I mean, like there's been times where I have felt, I have had to stop drawing because I felt like sick because it really kind of bends my perceptions on reality. Like I'm just like moving my hands like this and all these faces are coming through, oh, like wow. these little ascended masters and the symbols. And I'm just like, I didn't mean to draw that. Like it's drawing itself. And the whole process has been very awakening, very awakening. It's like opening the material of this universe. I mean, like what I've been told by my guides is it can be used for things like porthole technology. It can be used to build spacecrafts and do all sorts of amazing things. Its potential is unbound. So, okay. 
when you so (laughs) (laughs) i just think of like narnia when she looks in the closet and there's another dimension in there yeah like a childhood story (laughs) yeah you know, that's, that's literally what I used to compare my awakening to when I first woke up. Like, really? Back in 2013. That's the only way I could describe it because it is like discovering a whole other world. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, how does she pay her bills? Because I would just want to live there. It would be hard for me to ground and come back. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay. So but, when you're, uh-huh. What are you going to say? So I was going to say, but like, when you commit to that path, then you're fine doing this work. If you're in service, in love then it opens for you. The universe supports you. But okay, let's go back to peering into other dimensions. What do you see? What are you looking at? Like just one example. I see a lot of sacred geometry. Yeah. A lot of sacred symbology. So I see a lot of the eye of Horus and Metatron's cube also, but Metatron's cube over the flower of life. Metatron is an archangel, correct? Like my Metatron? Yeah, but you've got Metatron's cube, which is sacred geometry. And this forms the physical world around us. You get the platonic solids from Metatron's cube, which form the elements. Cube? The platonic solids. The platonic sacred solids. Sa- yeah, platonic solids. It's sacred geometry. It's how the physical world is formed. Very fascinating. Yeah. If you get the chance to have a look. Yeah, I'm going to have to dive deeper into that. Opens the door, yeah. Oh my gosh. So you're seeing symbols. You're seeing sacred geometry symbols. Uh-huh. I see angels, the guardians also, many different things. It's completely unbound what they show you, but and they show you whatever you need to see. Are you seeing this in meditation or you're seeing this just walking down the street? Well, it depends. Like, as I expand my consciousness more and more, as I continue to awaken, I'm sharing different things. My clairvoyance strengthens. can be when I'm walking down the street. It can be when I'm having conversations with people can be when I'm in meditation or like going to sleep as well in my dreams. Okay, so yeah, the divine time you saw a face when you're talking to somebody, did you scream? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> does it freak you out? Well, no, not really, because something they told me was you will never ever be presented with something you're not ready for. Because before, like, when I began having communications when I was 19, like it came through my computer first. I mean, that freaked me out because, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it was like angels. I had angels and demons like speaking to me through my computer. They'd come in through the radio and go, and they'd say what they needed to say. And this assisted me in awakening to these other realms. Like the angels were really beautiful because they're love and they made me feel safe. But the demons, that was terrifying. And I guess since then, I don't get scared. You know, like it's been a gradual process. In meditation, it began with like lights behind my back. I'd see a bit of light and then it expands. Yeah. So what would the demons say? And what, it was it just a voice? Yeah, it was basically, well, it was, I think it was an entity. It was this entity that was getting me to wake up, getting me to focus back to love. And this is what the darkness taught me is, I can choose where I focus. Since then, I've never encountered any more demons. All is unity, and I can choose whatever reality I wish to be in. So you can go yeah. to the dark, towards the darkness, or you can go towards the light. Just like Carol Ann uh-huh. and Poltergeist, when she gets stuck in the TV. I haven't seen that. It was a film. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Pop Culture Guys? It's a terrifying movie. I saw it when I was a child, and she goes into the TV and <laughs> gets stuck, and you just keep hearing the like the radio sound, or, you know. And this woman, she's she comes into the house, and she's like this kind of freakish-looking woman. She's I shouldn't talk about her. She's passed on. Actress is passed on, but she just goes, you know, walk towards the light, Carolyn, and it's just you, know, <laughs> you see that as a child. <laughs> It's absolutely to say the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, and I, <laughs> and then freakish thing happens, happens like the, the tale is, or the, the myth is that things happen to that kid too. So it's like crazy. So you chose the light. <laughs> I guess the meaning is choose the light. Um, yeah. Okay. So I want to hear about your, and then, and then I'd love to do some of this light language if you're up to it. Mm-hmm who's talking to you like who are you channeling what are you channeling tell us a little bit about that they go by the name e this is our dominant frequency but there's many beings here working through me we have the ascended masters the guardians of gaia too but that these beings are love mm. ultimately serving the source ultimately speaking for the source yeah so the guardians the lemurians and um you said earlier, like, but did you say Chiron too? Chiron? Oh, Cryon. Cryon. Yeah, Cryon's in the mix. Yeah. He's in the mix. So do you, <laughs> <laughs> you're like a DJ, like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be so fun when they get on the deck, seriously. Wow. <laughs> so there's many of them just, they just pop in, like one's like, hey, I'm going to add this. Like they're all just like making a mixtape in there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's basically like that. Yeah. Okay. But like. I got to keep my frequency high so they come through at that frequency also. So what do you do? Just drink juice all day? How do you do that? Exercise really helps. Eating a high vibration diet, but also my intention, moving into the heart, bringing love into the body, expanding the light. Do you eat meat? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, silly question. (laughs) No, it's a good question. I used to, but... Yeah, it was one of the first things they told me to give up. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Um, all right, so should we just do this? I mean, should we just do the yeah. thing? Okay. And what do you call it? You say you call it light language. Light language or the language of light. Language of light. You're just like beaming. You're just like a, just, you are a ball of light. It's just like, I don't know. You always want to laugh or giggle just talking with you. <laughs> like, I'm a reflection yeah. of you. All right. All right. Um, I'll take it. So, okay. So, (laughs) oh my God, it's like giggly. All right. So I'll just, we'll just do this. You just do your thing and then Mm -hmm. I'll just witness. You might want to close your eyes. You can open your eyes if you want, but just relax. Okay. We're supposed to. It's a healing. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll I'll do that. Tiani, Aruma, Kayani. Ruma, Kayana, Aruma, Suma, Kayi, Atume, Ayani, Aruma, Kayani. Aluma sumana, kiana tumei, 
We have a message for you today. Aruma Kayi Anasuma to assist you along your way. Iana Kume Aruma Kayano. Siana Kume Aruma Kayano. Like language is the language that your language is ascending into. Iana Kume Aruma Suma Kayi. It elevates your frequency. Iana Kayi Aruma Suma Kayi. We speak in rhythm and harmony because this is the frequency of us, you see. We are synchronicity. Iana Kume Aruma Suman. We love you unconditionally. Iana Sumaka Ume. We are you, you see. All is unity. Iana Kume Aruma Kayan. Peace on earth is the new planetary vibration. Uma Kayi, Gaia's physical destination. Iana Suma Kayi. This is a celebration. Iana Kuma Kaume, Aruma Sumana, Atume. We are E. Light for you to see. We wish you peace. Oh, wow. <laughs> did you enjoy? <laughs> yeah, I did. That was awesome. So they're just basically, this is what we're doing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it was crazy. I had no idea we'd done this work a few years ago. Yeah. But life has all sorts of surprises in store. Thank you for doing that. Let me just say that. Thank you. It's another sister. Yeah. I appreciate it. When you do workshops with people, like I know you just came back from Spain and uh, not you're in Spain. You just came back from, I'm like a little dizzy right now. Like when you came back from, was it Montserrat? Or how do you pronounce the mountain that you go to? In Montserrat. Yeah. Montserrat. Why is that place special and what are you doing there? Or what do you do there? So Montserrat is a very special location for the Ascension. Montserrat is, it's a temple for the greatest masters to have walked the planet. It is a key bridge for planetary ascension, a key nodal point. Many ley lines cross here and the frequency is very, very high. And fifth dimensional consciousness is preserved within the mountain base. From the information that has been shared with me, it was a key point in the last golden age. And once again, it will be again in this golden age where a city of light is surrounding Montserrat, which is a fifth dimensional city that is a destination of physical ascension, where Barcelona is home to one of these cities. And Montserrat is like the key nodal point and bridge into this physical when destination. When you say city of light, what do you mean? Like a fifth so, dimensional city of light. Is that like an invisible yeah. city or what is that? So it's a city in the fifth dimension upon Gaia. And because Gaia, she's ascending at this time. And in the fifth dimension, all is now. So there is already the city of light there. It's already here. What we are doing now as a planet is the physical ascension. So we're integrating with this dimension where the physical vessel of Gaia and our human bodies is moving into this frequency. 
frequency of light. And there are certain places in the planet that have these cities of light, and Barcelona is one of them. Like an energy field? Of yeah, so, like, you know, have you seen pictures of Atlantis or Lemuria? Yeah. Like, depictions of that. So it's similar to that. So you'll have, like, pyramid technology. So they're thinking that that place they will eventually integrate with the field that's there the energetic field and then then, yeah. then in the future we'll build certain things that resemble mm -hmm. pyramids and yeah. technologies that we had in the past mm -hmm. okay when you just did the light language mm -hmm. who did you feel come through they come together as e so it's like our frequency you can see it like a vortex uh it basically goes to the source like and channels down through the different dimensions, the different universal planes also that I have counterparts on. So it's like my oversoul okay. speaking through okay. frequency. Okay. And how many dimensions would, do you think that you're in right now? All the way to the source. I feel we all are. We exist on all dimensional planes. Simultaneously. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can expand it out to unity consciousness. We are all one. So I am you, you are me. Like we are unity. So we are all dimensions. We are all numbers. We are everything. Okay. That's a lot to wrap your brain around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess, I don't know. Anything else you want to impart? Anything else you want to say? This is the golden age. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I mean, you definitely make it sound exciting. Um, always so exciting. <laughs> and you're just always happy. Are you always happy? Or do you ever have like a bad day? Or are you just, you just, are, are you just tuned to, just constantly tuned towards positive vibration? Well, recently I've just been finding myself more and more in this frequency. I do sometimes have bad days, but like, I'm very quick to bounce back because I understand like if I find myself in that space, how to move back into that good feeling state and it's through playing. It's like the inner child. Yeah, you know, like when you're a child, you're always looking to have fun, you're always looking to play. And say you fall over, you might cry for a bit, but then you get back up and then you're playing again. You're having fun, you're feeling good. This is like my spiritual practice. It's that state of being that I'm constantly reaching to align with. So moving back in to that state is just have easier and easier. Just have a sense of play, just have fun. Yeah. That's literally. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I love talking to you. I'm so excited that I met you at Contact in the Desert. And, um, and thank you for all the work that you're doing and also for being such an example because I have to say, like, I've seen a transformation just on Facebook, like I'm, you know, obviously mm -hmm. we're in different countries, but I've seen you to like really open up like more and more and more. I mean, when I first got into contact, I was, I, I couldn't believe that people put that they believed in extraterrestrials on their Facebook. I was like, are you insane? Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. I'm doing a podcast and interviewing people about it. And, um, yeah. and it's, it's because people like you that I saw are just free to be yourself and like seeing others like even even if it's on Facebook talking about this kind of stuff and not be afraid you know because we are mm -hmm. you know in the matrix if you will 
And Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I've had to come across or I've had to fight personally is, oh, like wondering what people are going to think. Like, if you Mm -hmm. talk about you believe in extraterrestrials, like, you know, um, I met a woman at the last contact in the desert and, and there we were in a safe space talking about it. And she would, she was whispering, you know, like somebody's going to hear her or, you know what I mean? There's a lot of fear yeah. around it. And, um, uh-huh. and so it's nice to see examples. And then all of a sudden you're doing this light language mm-hmm. where you're really exposing yourself, like putting yourself on, on the yeah. internet. And, um, and so you never cared about it. You were just like, I'm just going to do this. And whoever likes it, likes it. And whoever does it can go watch TV. Uh, well, I guess it was like my mission. I, I kind of, I mean, not really. It kind of excited me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not really. Oh, man. It's fun. I've got a background as an artist, so I guess I've been prepared for it. But yeah, it's fun. But I, I understand. Like, I mean, like, in my first years at university, actually, I was, I didn't tell anybody, really. But yeah, I realized, like, how much fun it is to share mm. and the people you meet as well when you share like everybody matches that vibration and mm-hmm. suddenly like I, I don't even see the matrix anymore everybody is just kind of vibing in this frequency and we're always having consciousness expanding conversations and it's new earth it's that's beautiful conscious community yeah that's really beautiful I had a, my Sunday this past Sunday I had a brunch with people who were like, oh, you know, we all came together. We talked for three hours and then dinner, same thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. time just flies when you're talking about this stuff, which is part of the reason why I'm yeah. doing this podcast. And, and funny mm-hmm. enough, we were in the same restaurant. So I basically was in that restaurant all day. <laughs> yeah. It was vegan. But I have to ask you before we go, who is this that you painted on the right? Who's behind you? It's like a, a woman with like... Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. one of the guardians that I work with. This, this is to Mira. Although, like, she's represented like this, she represents, like, a whole kind of council of light. They don't have a physical form because they're... She's seventh dimension, so she's, like, a cluster of consciousness, but this is her expression she wants to be seen in. Oh, wow. What's her name again? Tamura. Tamura, wow. Sometimes you hear her in the channelings. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I, I always say wow too much on my podcast, but that's really how I feel. I'm just, every, you know, I keep getting more and more blown away by people. So it's just a big wow happening over here. But anyway, I want to thank you. I really enjoy talking to you. I could talk to you forever. And um, I'm so excited to see you grow and expand even more. And I definitely want to come at some point to one of your like sacred ceremony things in um, mm-hmm. Montserrat, Spain. Like I can't. Yeah. I mean, are, do people see things or are they, are they seeing Lemurians? Are they feeling them or is it just all different? What happens in these sacred ceremonies? Well, it's different for everybody. Everybody has their own unique experience. So you're showing whatever you need to. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you also. Like seeing you transform too is amazing. The fact that you're stepping up and doing this work is so inspirational. Like you're shifting so much consciousness. You should be so proud of yourself. We're good. Well, so thank you for your light. Thank you. Really. I, it's, really. Good, it's good to hear that. Appreciate it. Yay. Well, look at us doing good stuff. <laughs> Ooh, high five. <laughs> high five. There you go. <laughs>
All right. Well, you have a beautiful rest of your day. I just appreciate you so much. And thank you. I love you, my sister. Thank you. you have a beautiful day as well. Thank you, too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. So that was my interview with E. She's just a total ball of light complete joy. I guess if there's anybody I've ever met who's embodied the whole follow your joy, follow your bliss, she'd be the one. And maybe there is something to that. I really want to go to one of her workshops in Montserrat. I want to see things coming out of a mountain. Are you kidding? If you want to follow her, you want to check her out, you can do so at facebook.com light 8 and Ellie is E-L-L-I-E light l-i-g-h-t zero eight she just did an equinox retreat a ceremony of light she just did the open heart festival she's gonna be a little light rock star here we go so i hope you had fun thank you for joining me check out e especially if you're in spain and if you go to montserrat and you see things coming out of that mountain let me know mm -hmm.